Here we go. Lawrence, what's up, man? What's happening, partner? <laughs> How's it going, dude? Uh, it's going pretty good. Yeah. Um, a little hot outside. Yeah. You know, it feels D like August. Yeah. Yeah, I was running today, dude, and I was I was exhausted, bro. I ran three miles, and I was I was tired. That heat's no joke, bro. I'm no glad way. I'm inside working. So <laughs> straight up, dude. Lucky you. Lucky me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. At the barbershop, bro. Um, but thank you for coming on, man. We're going to open up with some prayer. Do you want to you lead in prayer or... Yeah, I can lead prayer. You want to lead in some prayer? Here you go. So, yeah. Dear Heavenly Father. God, bye. Dear Heavenly Father, I just come to you today, and I just thank you for this opportunity. I thank you for, for everything that you're fixing to do, Father. I just ask that you use us as a vessel, Father, to speak your wisdom and your word, Father. I just thank you for what you're doing in our lives, Father. And just give us the words right now to speak life over everybody that's that's here, over ourselves, Father, and over this conversation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. I love it. That was a good one always good uh so man you the way we know each other is we met at freedom weekend oh yeah and i like for everybody to know how i know my people so we met at freedom weekend and um it was a great experience uh, it's definitely it was definitely moving and let's see the other day what was it what, what was going on the other day that how you and i were like you know you called me and i was like bro you got to come on the show and oh yeah yeah, it was after Joel, you and Joel were on here, and I was talking about Facebook and how you could delete um, ads that were coming up or whatever, you know. Women. Right. Right, right, right. And if just, you're a married man. distractions, and, yeah. you know you what I'm saying? Well, yeah. whether you're married or you're not married, you know yes. what I mean? You just don't need the distractions, especially whenever you're trying to walk a life out that, you know, demonstrates what Jesus was doing. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, that's basically all the world is today is just open opportunity for the devil to to steal kill and destroy mm -hmm. and whenever i seen it i thought man that's that's super cool you know and mm -hmm. then after freedom or watching you go through your freedom process and i was mm -hmm. there as your one of the leaders i just i know that everybody doesn't understand what that means you know but freedom comes from a uh line of of lies per se because you know as from us being as children all the way up to becoming adults we have been taught you know to guard ourselves or to um think let's see that we can't just be in a position to have grace and have mercy and have love in our hearts you know what i'm mm -hmm. saying because it seems like every time that you would show somebody love that they would hurt you or they would use it to cause you pain or uh just not give you the um, understanding of who you are, your royal identity, and who God says you are. You know, mm -hmm. so we build a barricade, and so whenever you go through a process like a Freedom Weekend, you get the ability to see what identity you really have and who God says that you are, not who your dad or your mom or or any of the people that ever spoke evilness over you or just spoke death into you. You know, mm -hmm. life and death is in the tongue. You know, and it's in scriptures. So when when we encourage and build up and, mm -hmm. and we build uh, relationships and bonds with one another and you can see how it's manifesting in somebody's life, mm -hmm. to um, to walk out of life as a disciple, you have to be in a position to where you can encourage other people, but you have to be able to encourage yourself. You have to be able to look in the mirror and see who you are and mm -hmm. see the life that you bring to each and every person that you come in contact with, but yourself the most. Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot of people that can't look their self in the mirror and say, I'm proud of you. Mm -hmm without there being some shame or some guilt or some lie mm -hmm. or something that isn't true at all. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. because the enemy is going to come in and steal, kill, and destroy every way that he can. Well, what's the easiest way then to say that the things that you do in your life and the little sins that you commit here and there put you in a place that you don't have freedom, that you don't have God's grace, that he isn't, he doesn't have mercy for you. He isn't dwelling with you. Mm -hmm. Well, see, that's all a lie. Mm -hmm. And it's, and it's those little lies that turn into the big uh, barricades that we put in front of us. Like we won't let people come too close because if they come too close and they can hurt us. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 Yeah, For sure. Um, and I, and I agree. I, before freedom weekend, I was kind of working on that. I have been working on that a lot. A lot of, uh, things were, uh, a lot of nights crying. I mean, you know how it goes, bro. Like when you start, you know, you know, it's so funny when you start reevaluating, when you start evaluating your life and, and you, you finally decide you want to take a change. The hardest part for me was that I was the reason why I exactly where I was or why everything in my life was the way it was. And it almost wants to bring me to tears now because even knowing where I want to go knows that it's the battle within myself that I'm going to have to to get through to get there, but I'm going to get there. You know, I'm 100% going to get there because I know like in multiple songs and whatever, I know who I am because I know whose I am. And um, that's Dante Bo, that boy, bro. he's bad. But he got some good ad-libs, bro, with Maverick City, bro. Shout out to Joel because he put me on to him. So, but yeah, man, it's, it's coming to that realization of that, yes, although – and it's not it's it's tough it gets real challenging for me it's challenging because it's like yeah you can say what you want about your parents about this and that and it's good acknowledging it and understanding it but if you i feel like if you indulge in it then you can play that victim role and that can that can be more devastating also it, but for me it was understanding that no my parents did the best that they absolutely 100 percent could i'm alive i'm old enough now to make my own decisions you know what i mean could they have done this more as that said this more or been this way more with me a hundred percent but they were busy could they have not taken those extra hours to come be with me a hundred percent but that doesn't matter because i knew other kids that were struggling and poor as hell you know what i mean and so i'm thankful for it i'm glad for it and i'm and and so like a lot of the yelling like we were talking about before the show started was um you know telling me to my mom the other day i hope i i wasn't trying to I have to ask before I talk to somebody like, Hey, can I go ahead and be, can I say what I want to say without worrying about affecting you or hurting your feelings? Cause I'm not trying to hurt your feelings. I'm just trying to be open with you. Right. Cause she called me a perfectionist and it hit me, bro. It hit me in my heart. I ain't gonna lie. I got sensitive about it. And I am a sensitive person. Like, I think we all are sensitive, you know, we, cause we, we, we try so hard. And when you're trying so hard to be something and someone tries to tell you something you're not, you kind of get offended because it's like, no, and you don't, you know, I don't receive that. I'm not that. Thank you for, you know, I get what you're saying, but that's not who I am. It may have been who I am or was, but now I know why I'm that way. So for me, she called me a perfectionist, bro. Oh, I got irritated because I, I do actually. But I told her that, you know, in some fa if you took me and put me into another family that worships God every single day the way that they do that always runs, always works out, watches what they eat, watches what they drink, are doing these things. It's not self-righteousness. It's just that they understand that by eating fried foods and other stuff, it's not good for my body, not good for my mind. They don't do that. So if you, in my family, and I'm not saying that I'm anything, I just don't like doing these certain things. So to them, it may seem like, well, said, 
you know, you're getting on their high horse. It's like, no, I'm not. It's just that it's not, it's breaking these habits that have been in our family for a while. You call me a perfectionist and I take that as a compliment. I actually like it. I am, I, I try, I strive to be, won't ever be, but I strive to keep things in order. Like, look, you got here and I didn't even have this in order. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I'm not perfect, you know? <laughs> so you're seeing it first and foremost. So, but and I know she gets it. I, I, I know because I know she she watches the show. So I mean it in all love. And I told her, I said, well, mom, when I was a kid, it what did y'all do to me? Like I had to come to that realization. It was make sure the light's off. Don't take too long of a shower. Don't take too quick of a shower. Well, then how, what time? Put a timer on the stove so I know when to get out the shower because I, I try not to take a long shower. I try not to take a quick one. I understand that we're not trying to spend money because we're trying to watch the water bill all these things don't eat this much don't do that much so i grew up a whole life like having to watch exactly how and, and be articulate with what i do it just got embedded in me and as i got older i'm like oh okay i get why i'm like that now yeah. and it's not a bad thing at all because i had two parents whether they argued all the time or they loved each other all the time i had two parents and i'm happy for that but i grew up and i got to understand now that I love my parents, but I forget if it, I know it's in, uh, it's one of the gospels. It says it uses the word hate. And I can't stand that it says hate because it's like, well, why does the Bible say hate your mom and your dad and your brother and your sister and uncle and this? It's like, no, 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 no. The translation says hate. But if you go into the root, it's like to leave your parents and to love the father more than anything that God should be first above all and above everyone. Because if he's not then and that's what i started happening was is like I, my parents did great they did wonderful now it's my job to be with my heavenly father and have him guide me and lead me the way that he needs to lead me whether my parents were religious or not growing up right. it's it's now my job to do that and so it's 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 uh it's hard it's hindering at times to the heart because you're like man i'm the reason why you know my, all my relationships were bad Honestly, like I, I seem like, dang, like that's how I was or why, how I wasn't a good brother to my brothers or a good leader as my, to my little brothers, you know, cause I, I'm the oldest out of three. So, um, and, but I'm not going to be hard on myself because I'm starting to learn now. And that was the hardest thing was being hard on myself, learning that too. stop being hard on yourself. Jesus isn't hard on you. There's new joy and there's new grace every morning. Right? So why are you holding on to yesterday? Even if I did something an hour ago, let it go, but move forward. Stop repeating the same process, right? Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's challenging. It's challenging. But when you start having that relationship, and that's what we were also talking about before the show, was having that relationship with God. Like having that relationship, not using God as a, uh, y'all, I sent you that thing, right? And you're like, well, we learned about that in class, right? The Monday morning faith, mm -hmm. right? And Joel showed me that. And that's such a fire song because yeah, I want to have more than just, you know, that just go every Sunday and then you clock it in and you're checking off that box and you feel good. But it's like, what's your intentions? What's your purpose on going to church? It should be in my fiance. She's Catholic. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I told her, I said, you know, I talked to her about it and I said, you know, there is no difference when it comes to Christ. Y'all believe in Christ. We believe in Jesus Christ. And that's the most important thing. I'm not here to get on denominations. I'm not here to get on whatever. Although I do have my opinion. Yes. At the end of the day, did you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Do you believe that he is Lord? You do? 
were you baptized? Yes. Awesome. Now how you worship, man, see, cause I say that and I'm like, yeah, but, and I want to contradict my own self because, you know, I told her, I was like, you know, the way that the first thing it says that you don't idol anything else. Well, why do you have Saint this and Saint that over here and over there? Well, we don't, we don't idol them. We honor them. Well, you're just twisting the word. You know what I mean? Like even it's just like, I feel like it is a form of idolization because yeah, you honor Mary, but Mary doesn't give you any power. She doesn't have the authority to, to cast out demons. She doesn't have the, and this is a challenge. This is, it's an interesting conversation to have with her because, and the one thing I love about her is that she said, Cedric, although yes, I am Catholic and I was raised that way. I'm not very, I don't know, like I don't have that relationship. And I'm learning that with most Catholics that they don't have that relate a relationship with God. It's just like a, I knew that we went and we did this and we said some things and it was repetitive repeating. And that was about it. You know, that's all I know. And, but it's like, but what does that mean? Cause it has substance. It has meaning to what you're saying. And, um, she said to me and it made me fall in love with her so much. She said that I trust you, that you're going to lead us correctly and that I'll follow you. And that's all I needed to hear. And I was like, well, dang, that's a big task for me. God, you heard that one? Cause now I'm gonna lean in more with you because you know, I need to lean with my father. He leads me, tells me what I need to do because I'm obeying, obeying and following him. And in return, you know, everyone else gets led by me being the light by trying to follow the Father. It's it's it's, it's challenging, man. Like it's well, something that's majorly challenging, and it was for me too while mm -hmm. I was married. Was is that, you know, a, a, a misconception of the church is, is that you have God, and then the husband, and then the wife, and then the children, right? But what happens whenever you get married? You become one. As soon as you, as soon as you uh, soul tie with one another, mm -hmm. and y'all uh, move forward, you are then become one. Yes. You're not so then you're not just the head of the house, but you're the source of the house, mm -hmm. which is the final. You're the final decision. You're saying the man is the source of the house, or that the 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 family, the I mean, the union between wife and husband is the source of the house. Well. So what I'm saying is, is that if you are in a full relationship with God, meaning you talk to him on a regular basis, like a friend, not as like a father, not as somebody who's going to give you things that you want, but as a, as a friend, you have regular communication with him. You know, as Jesus went into the wilderness, he went into the wilderness for 40 days. Now, I don't know if anybody realizes how long 40 days is, but I don't know anybody can go four hours into the wilderness and talk to God and be like, look, I don't see you. You ain't talking back to me. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And people are like, well, God doesn't talk to me. Well, how much do you talk to him? How much time do you spend with him? Mm -hmm. Well, let's get back to the, the household. If you spend an everyday conversation with God and you're talking to him, believe me when I tell you Holy Spirit's going to talk back. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you signs. Mm -hmm. He's going to give you things to, to listen to. And he's going to start talking to you because why? You're open to receive it. Mm -hmm. Most of us aren't. Mm -hmm. So then we take our, our home and we start leading it the way we, we want to lead it. Are we opening up our Bibles? Are we reading what the Word says? Are we actually reading the words so that way we can demonstrate a, a Christ-like life for our family? Mm -hmm. Well, the majority of it is, is we're, we're not. I wasn't. Mm -hmm. So I did. I, I based it off of God, who I talked to every once in a while when I really needed something. Mm -hmm. And then 
what I heard in church on Sundays or, you know, what I what what I've overheard or while I was listening to to Christian music or whatever. And then they would pray. But I didn't fully understand who God was. And the mm. reason why I didn't understand was is because I didn't open the book and I didn't read the words that were right there. And it tells you and it demonstrates exactly how to do it. Now, you can pick up the Bible and you can say that, oh, well, there's so much bad in here, but there's so much good. And there's so much, so much life to be able to be spoken into y'all's marriage. Mm-hmm. But when you sit down with your wife and you read the Bible together, you get a different understanding. She has a different brain than you. Mm-hmm. Y'all have the same connected heart, different brain. Mm-hmm. So when y'all have y'all read this and y'all start discussing it, you have open communication with one another. Once you get into a position that you start, well, the Bible says this, and she's like, well, the Bible says this. Who's really right? Because in all honesty, why are, we, why are we not coming to a position where we can understand one another? Mm-hmm. Why are we not building a relationship with one another where one of us doesn't have to be right? Mm-hmm. Why can't it be that we agree to disagree? Mm-hmm. Or how about taking our own pride and setting it aside and understanding that, hey, I could learn something from this. God, what can I learn from her thought process? Mm-hmm. And her saying, God, what can I learn from his thought process? Mm-hmm. And growing in communion with one another. Mm-hmm. Because as a leader of your house, you know what I'm saying? As the man of your house, the man should have his woman at his hip, not at his head and not at his feet. He should not idolize her. He should not put her above or below her, him, but next to him. And in that position, y'all grow in this relationship that most people don't know what it looks like. But it's called love. And people don't understand what real love is. Love isn't just the fact that you don't want anybody to leave you. Love is a communication that you have with somebody that this is your best friend. Mm-hmm. This is your lifelong partner. Mm-hmm. So when you are leading your home, but you're communicating with your wife on a level to where y'all are, are uh, growing in Christ, then for me, that's where the leadership comes from. And then when your children get to experience that, they get to experience the love of their father because their dad is in communication with God, mm-hmm. our father, all the time. So in that, they have joy in their heart. They have love in their heart. They have peace in their heart. Mm-hmm. They have kindness, and it reflects, and it goes downhill. And so then their children can come from a place of love instead of a place of um, fear. Yeah, because most of us as children we experienced fear. Mm-hmm. What to do to stay out of you know being in trouble from mom and dad? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Instead of you know my mom and dad are like the coolest because we sit down at the dinner table and we pray and they ask me about my day and they really are concerned about what's going on in my life and I get to be joyful without somebody telling me to shut up and stop. That's enough. You're getting on my nerves mm-hmm. and allowing a child to be a child. Yeah. If we came to God as children, like it says in Scripture then how much more joy would we be able to experience in our lives? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's solid, man. And I agree 100%. And being open in communication with your kids, that's just like how he is with us. You know, like God's God's good, man. He's it, it's, It saddens me when I hear people say, like, oh, he's this and that, or it's, it really does. Like, you know, because it's like, man, not at all. Far from it, you know. and But... Um, but we are most of the time it's, it's their parents, right? Their parents who are their first example of who God is because they're thinking, well, this person I can physically touch, see, I'm hearing they're their first representation of who God is. 
So they immediately think, well, if my parents were rude to me, then God must be shameful and rude to me. I must be always perfect. So, um, and if you don't have a relationship with your parents, then how the hell you, oh, excuse me, how, how the hell you expect to have a relationship with God, you know? And if they never taught you, it's just, it's a lot, man. And having a family is hard. I'll tell you what, the devil does a hell of a job. Does a hell of a job trying to get these families torn apart. Uh, my fiance and I went to church on Sunday and we are going to marriage classes right now after church. They have it after every service, yeah, a marriage class. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And um, premarital class and a marriage class. So the marriage class was talking about um, vulnerability and um, what was it? I just like the vulnerability part because for me, that's a huge thing. Oh, vulnerability and forgiveness. Ha <laughs> ha. How hard are those? Not and not and everybody, you know, what's so funny is that when people think forgiveness, they immediately think about other people. And it's like, no, bro, you got to forgive yourself. That's mm-hmm. the first one. And that's so <laughs> so hard it really is it's hard it is oh it's hard i'm still going through it bro i probably can go through it for the rest of my life honestly no no kidding you know and I, I i forgave myself for things but it's like a constant daily thing of like just dude be loving to yourself be nice to yourself stop being so hard that's forgiving you gotta be forget like that's what love is love is not just love it's not sex like a lot of men think love is just say well i'm having sex with you i love you <laughs> it's like no nah, dude uh you know which i used to think and i didn't think that but just just it's not that i, I had that set in my head but it's just like you know while i'm giving you a t- like i don't know it just was a weird flawed way of thinking that what love is. i had no idea what love is but love is because i didn't know jesus so jesus tells you who love and what love is right and so he's like you know love is it's a whole umbrella of everything for me it is it's forgiving it's understanding it's compassion it's it's love like unconditional love no matter what so if i go if i make an f on a paper and i come home man you made that f can't believe you immediate like oh i'm like man but it's like hey you made that f well look it's okay you tried you're going to school but like let's i love you for it but like so here's and I hope he doesn't mind, but so my dad, for instance, he was kicked out of his house at a very young age and he was young, like at like, a, I think 11, 12 years old, somewhere around there. And his family, he was the youngest out of like eight, nine kids. Right. right? And, and when he started working, he was able to come around and, you know, do things, provide and whatever. So at a young age, he kind of got on to like, oh, it clicked. I didn't get attention when I was a kid, but I get attention when I bring things and I do things. So it started embedding in him that that's what I need to do when he got, when we got older, that's what he would do to us. Like his, he would go work as long as he's, he's giving us food, clothes on our backs, but that's his way in his eyes he, through his lens. He's seeing I'm loving y'all. I'm giving cause that's what he understands that love is. And he was, and that is, it is love. But there was more than that. You didn't know how this was going, how that was going, uh, how, why me and Silas, my brother, are fighting. Yeah, you were emotionally disconnected, and, but you were working your behind off to support your family. Yes. And so you were loving them by supporting them, but you weren't loving them by communicating emotionally with them. Yes, 100%. Chalked it up for me. But that's a lot of men go through that. A lot, right? Even single parents, whatever, parents go through that. Like, you're telling me I got to go to work. For a minimum, let's just say 40 hours, 
but we know most work more, especially these guys around here. They work in the plants, they work in warehouses, they're working overtime. So you want to go work all day, come home and have to go ahead and be communicated with my kid, hear how they're doing and all this stuff. 100%. You know why? Because that kid isn't just someone you had. That is a gift from God. 100% a gift. And so treat it as such as a gift. You know, he, he gave it to you. Like my dad told me, he said, Cedric, had I not ever had you, I would probably be dead or in prison right now because my dad was selling drugs and doing stuff he shouldn't have been doing as a child. And it made him buckle down and give a purpose to live. Yeah. And, and that was like one of the sweetest things my dad's ever told me in my life. You know, I, so I'm not a mistake, but I was a mistake. <laughs> but... <laughs> A good mistake, you know, <laughs> the best things are unplanned. So it's, you know what I mean? So it's so sweet. So, you know, it's just like, it's, it's a, uh, that whole, that whole relationship with God and understanding what love is and, 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 and then it's, it's a, always, it's going to be a lifetime thing. You know, it, it is like truly understanding love and for true forgiveness. And as that me and her went to that and they were talking about vulnerability and how, where to find a place of vulnerability and working on it and it's not going to be perfect and we got to practice at this constantly like don't you think you're going to get it right and we're just going to continuously practice on it and and then forgive and forgive yourself and all these things but it all comes back to like because it's like people's like how, how do you do that well how do you understand that well like you're saying get in that bible it's like working out you're not going to get strong you're not going to get these muscles if you don't go work out it's, you're not gonna um if you work out once a week you know you're going to see it eventually but it's never going to be what it was, you know, if you work out and then the same thing, cause you can get burnt out. And I have, I've dived in deep. The only thing I probably do 100% every single day is listen to worship music all the time. That's about the only thing that gets me out of my bed. I have to put it on because it, I, I got all these thoughts, all these things. And I've been getting in the habit a lot lately of praying in the morning. I pray every night before bed, but getting in the habit of praying with her now, cause now she's here. Uh, she stays with me. So of praying before our day starts and it's like all this like weight and anxiety like lefts off me. And I'm thinking, then she'll come home and tell me like, I met this person that's going to do whatever and this and that. And I'm like, we're praying for it. We're praying for these doors yeah. to be open. And the thing is with like, um, it's just, it's just that having that all the time communion and bringing people in to your, your circle praying as a family. It's a lot, dude. Well, I know when I'm when I'm talking with people, or are they're saying they're having a hard time hearing from God? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, I ask them how much time are you spending with them? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, what's your typical? Um, what do they typically say? Well, they don't really. A lot. Most of the people that I talk to don't don't are that I'm that are having issues in their life. Don't spend a lot of time talking to them. See, I, do they go to church with you? Um. No, not 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 most not times. Every, not everybody that I'm talking about, but mm -hmm. uh, the people that are struggling, mm -hmm. um, they say they, they you know they'll say, "Well, where's God at?" Right? Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Well, when's the last time you talked to him? When's the last time you didn't ask him for something and just talk to him, or told him how you felt, or had an emotional conversation with him?" You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because people, I'm telling you right now, I didn't never have emotional conversations with God. I have emotional conversations with God all the time with the things that are hurting in my heart, with the things that, that um, I've nailed to the cross that I won't pick that back up because it ain't mine. I mm -hmm. left it there for a reason. Mm -hmm. God washed it. It's gone. It's done. It's done. Yeah. Right? So yeah. anytime that I feel like the enemy is coming in to try and still kill and destroy, I say, God, who do you say I am? Mm -hmm. Who do you say I am? 
Who am I to you? Mm-hmm. What am I to you? But I have, I talk to God all, all the time, all the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't live in a place of, of um, guilt and regret. Mm-hmm. I live in a place of victory. And when I find myself in a place to where I'm feeling depressed, I start speaking life over people. I speak it over myself, but I speak it over people as well. Mm-hmm. You see the gold in people. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Somebody brings smiles and they fill up the room. Somebody, mm-hmm. you know, their laughter, you know, you tell them, <laughs> man, yeah. I really like your laugh, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Your smile, dude, it like lightens up the room, man. Yeah. And yeah. it might feel weird, but over time, that's what God's telling us also. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He's always talking to me and telling me good things about, you know, like talking to somebody or are telling somebody something good about themselves. Mm-hmm. I hear that a boy, you know, our good job, our my faithful servant, or mm-hmm. you know, whatever the situation may be. But he also talks to me about the hard things, you know, the things that I'm doing that I shouldn't be doing, or the convictions that I have, you know, or if I told somebody they was number one driving down the road and I get a mm-hmm. conviction for it, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I got you immediately. <laughs> yeah. So, uh-huh. but the more I talk to him and the more time I spend with him, mm-hmm. the more the Holy Spirit can work on me. A closed heart is not going to hear from God. Mm-hmm. He's not. So whenever he's done on his knees and he's at his worst and he's like, man, I need this. Or she's like, I need this, man. I got to have this right now. God, please move on my half. You know, calls up everybody, please. And so they pray over her or him and, and they receive the blessing. But what happens after they receive the blessing? Yeah, it's it like goes that back story. to, I'm just going, I got this. Now yeah. I got it. I, I Thanks for the lift. God ain't. God ain't no taxi service, bro. Mm-hmm. He ain't coming in to give you a lift. He wants you to have full communion with him. Mm-hmm. He wants you to talk to him. Mm-hmm. He wants to. He wants you to be like his son. You know what's so funny is that, um, yeah, yeah, he wants you to. Because I, I posted this other day uh, about, you know, like I was telling Joel, and, and there's only so much you can get out of a 30-second video, right? So, like, give me a break <laughs> in the comment section, bro. Like, dang, right? Bro, I was like, but whatever. So I said something about, like, you know, like, because it says something about the Holy Spirit. He comes to and fro or fro, whatever, like looking for someone. And, and then basically, if you're not looking for him anymore, he needs that, you know, because he wants people. And then <laughs> this guy was like, well, he don't need anything from us. He wants. And I'm like, well, I'm like, I, I get it. But it's like, it's like, man, like, I understand that God doesn't because you were just saying that he wants to talk to us. He wants to have that with you. And and he said, like, well, God doesn't need anything from us. And I'm thinking, like, no, like, he kind of does. Like, he he says God's a jealous God. It says it in the Bible. He's a jealous God. He doesn't want you worshiping anything else. Otherwise, he wouldn't care. So don't you think that he need? He don't for sure. He don't need you because he's God. But like, he wants that relationship with you. He don't need it. I guess if you want to get technical about definition, but I mean, he wants to talk to everybody. He doesn't want you living the way that you live. So he, if you if you go back and read Genesis, mm-hmm. right in the beginning, he made Adam because he wanted to be a companion with Adam. Mm-hmm. He wasn't. He didn't want to give Adam a female until he had made everything, and then Adam went out and named all the animals and realized that he is naming couples. You know, the animals had two, so they could multiply. Mm-hmm. And God was like, you know what? I'm going to give him a partner. And so he created Eve because in the beginning he created Adam Mm -hmm. for what? To be his friend, Mm -hmm. to be a friend. He went to the garden every day and visited him. It says it right there in scripture. Mm -hmm. He wasn't designed so that way he could multiply and carry on. Mm -hmm. He was designed to live where God could be with him and Mm -hmm. dwell with him. I love it. Yeah, we can't see God. Yeah, we can't see God right now. But that was from a choice that Adam made when he bit the apple. Adam. (laughs) 
the he apple. ate from the tree. But, the, but the, he didn't bite. He didn't bite an apple. He ate. He ate that. He apple. ate from the tree. Okay. It's, it says he ate from the tree of knowledge. Right. Sorry. I, I just had to get that out there because it's like a lot of people, and that's why I can't stand the devil, bro. Because he's such a, <laughs> he's a pain, bro. Anytime you, because like he says that, aren't you the son of God? It's like, no, I'm not the son of God. He's a beloved. He's a begotten. Sorry. He's the only begotten son of God. And he, the little word that he flips in you, it means a lot. It does. Because yes, he's the right. only begotten son. And then he tells him, but turn these you know this stone into bread are you, aren't you the son of god it's like it's like you're the son of god no i'm the begotten bro it's written dog like <laughs> you know what i mean so yeah it kind of bothered me with that because i was like man again I was, I was like you know what i'm just gonna let it be i liked it anyways i, like, I left it as is because it's like you know what i'm not gonna i don't want to get into these i'm not here to have a argument with somebody i'm here to lead and i believe that god wants my he wants me to have, he wants this from me and he, and I wanted to give it to him. It's a, it's a mutual transaction of me being a good man, me being a holy man, obeying, and then having a holy relationship and all these things, family and all. So, it's, so God, God intended to have full relationship with us. Mm-hmm. That's his, that was his intent. Mm-hmm. He only placed the at the, the tree. Mm-hmm. He only placed the tree there because if he didn't place the tree there, then that means that he's the ruler. God didn't want to be a ruler over Adam. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be a friend yeah. with Adam. That's beautiful. Right? So if he if he never created a choice and gave you a choice and said, hey, I'm going to give you all of these things and you you can do whatever you want to do and there isn't any place for you to have um, a choice, then that makes him a, a dictator, a ruler. Yeah. yeah, and that's right? what a lot of people think God is. It's like, oh, so you're a Christian, so you have to follow all these rules. It's like, quite honestly, no, I'm free. And he wants me to have a better life. Like, yeah, he gives you a choice to break all the rules. Yes. Right? He gives you a choice to take the easy way. Yeah. Because God wants somebody that's going to be faithful. Right? And faithfulness isn't doing the way. Hell was never created for man. It was created for the angels, a third of the angels, and for Satan himself to be casted there. Mm-hmm. Right? And so when war was wait, when war was... was uh, Waging? I guess yes, you could say, or yeah, happening? Right. Um <laughs> There's the sign of him coming back, mm-hmm. but he wants us. That's why it says that the road is is very broad to go to hell, but the road to heaven is very narrow, mm-hmm. because it doesn't say, "Hey, just say God, you're in like Jesus. You died on the cross for my sins. You know, wash me but the blood, and then get baptized, and then I'm going to go back to living the same life I lived." Nope. That's not the case. You have to you have to renew your mind and change your heart, and you have to. You have to become almost as if you take who Jesus was when he walked here on earth and he died on the cross for our sins. Mm-hmm. We transform and give him what, we t- what we've been living and then start walking his life that he was walking. Right. And it isn't right. to be judgmental and it isn't to be mm-hmm. righteous with all your brothers. Mm-hmm. It's to go to the hard places mm-hmm. and pick the people up that are at their worst and it isn't just to go and let's bless everybody that's all mm-hmm. doing good. No, no, it's to bless the people. It's to bless the brokenhearted. Mm-hmm. It's to bless the people that are struggling. It's to bless the people that are demonic forces all over them, mm-hmm. the principalities, the lies, anything that the enemy is trying to do to steal, kill, and destroy. And you have to profess with your mouth and declare who he is. And through him, help resurrect their heart. Help resurrect yeah. who they are and yeah. who God says and be. And so they can become royal identity. Mm-hmm. They can have royal identity in, in who God says they are. What do you think the gospel is? What do I think it is? Yeah. When he says, 
go into the world and preach. Was it? He says at the it's at the end of uh, John. It's in one of the end of the Gospels. He says to, or it's a, it says to go into the world and preach to every creature. It's, it's the just good different. news. It's the good news. Yeah, it's so, the good news. It's the fruits of the spirit. It's your love, the joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness. Because yeah. my my thing is self control. I feel like a lot, and yeah, self control is the fruit of the spirit, right? So, I feel like a lot of people, a lot of Christians, they'll they do do that. They they'll like they'll 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 project like. Uh, Cause we're we're on a good kick, you know. We're like, man, I got rid of that. Like, I'm not drinking no more. You know how hard that was, bro. I was waiting, <laughs> doing it for 20 years. So when you go out and drinking, you're like, you shouldn't be drinking. You know what that does for you? Da da da. da. And it's like, nah. Well, that's called not, persecuting. Yeah, and it's not and right. Judge, and being judgmental. Yeah. See, there there is a yeah. there's a way around all that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? To be in a setting like that mm-hmm. and to confront somebody, you're not really doing what what God's telling you to do. Right. Now you're saying, because I changed, you should. Right. That's not the case. Man. <laughs> right. What happens right. is, is that if you really, if you want to have a, a relationship with that person, it's the after that moment. It's the, hey, man, what's going on? Hey, you want to hang out? So then you go hang out with them and you're like, hey, man, how would you feel if I prayed over you? Why don't you open up the gospel into their heart? Why don't you open up the gospel? And and the uncomfortableness in the beginning could build a lifelong relationship with Christ with them. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Having the the uh, uh, the toughness to say, hey, I want to build a relationship with you, man, and I want Christ to be involved in it. You know, I love you. I think you're an awesome brother, and I think you have so much potential in life, man. Let's pray about it. Mm-hmm. Welcome Holy Spirit in. Talk to him about God. You know, ask him what's going on in his world. Ask him how him and the father talk. Mm -hmm. And the more time that you spend with your brother and the more time that you actually demonstrate what the gospel really is, and it isn't persecuting anybody for anything that they're doing Mm -hmm. ever. Mm -hmm. I don't care what they're doing. I mean, other than like horrendous things that has to stop immediately. But if, if they're smoking cigarettes, if they're committing soul ties or if they're drinking alcohol or whatever the case may be, once they start talking to God, if they start talking to Jesus, yeah. their life's going to change when God talks to them, not yeah. when we talk to mm-hmm. them. We just open up the doorway for God to intervene in our lives together. Mm-hmm. Because as brothers, we got to we got to just be there for one another. And unless somebody asks you to be to hold them accountable, it's not your responsibility. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with that. And I think a lot of it comes to because you know, even if somebody wants, they have to take it upon themselves. To, to want to change like and it's that's just this was tough too it's like a lot of people say they want to bro but yeah and they're not really want to because it's not that it's a, like you know it says the spirit is willing but the flesh is is uh weak and and that's the hardest part it's like okay because like you were talking about how a lot of people will receive their blessings they get down on their knees they just need his help and then God, and he gives it to him but you're like he's not a taxi he don't get you where you're going and then just you leave him like that so it's like the 10 lepers and that's what's so beautiful a lot of people i wish they would realize about the bible there's not nothing in that bible no story or anything that anyone's ever gone through that's not in that bible i mean maybe but like most things that are in there there's just the parables the stories the what everything that someone's gone through it's it's like wow i could resonate with that if you're open to trying to like communicate through through the word but like when the 10 lepers he healed them and he said, go show the city, go tell them who they are. And then only one came, was it one came back? And he's like, well, where are the other nine? And they're like, well, you know, they're, 
I'm not here, so I don't know. Like, but I'm back, you know. And it's 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 that was a prime example of what you're talking about. So I'm just using an example that in life, when people go and do that to God, well, it ain't no new, nothing new to Him. He's got examples already in the Bible where people do that or have done that. It's the same thing over and over again. He's crying out for a heart for us. But the hard part about it is once you realize you want to make that change and you're trying to change, there's now, and there's always a spiritual battle in you, but now even more because you're awake to it. And it's like, oh, so you realize like, okay. And, and it's like a, for me, it's crazy. I can feel it. Like the, the, the tug of whatever it is going on. And you're ha- the hard part is, is having to say, okay, I do drink. And let's just say the spirit said, hey, you drinking every single day, six pack a day is not good for you. Like, and you're like, I don't want to change my ways. I'm tired of it. I'm losing my family. I'm losing this. I'm losing that. I'm losing my job. I'm being lazy. Da, da, da. I need to change something. Well, you hear him say, change your drinking. Now it's that battle of the flesh and the spirit. Like you're wanting to change. And that's the hard part. And it's a constant tearing of the soul constant like for me that's how it is it's a constant everyday tearing of my soul and my spirit and it's man it's challenging because like my fiance and i we're not having sex and i told her we're not gonna have sex until we get married i'm not i'm like i'll be out of communion with god 100 percent, i will be because that is for married couples and we're not married and boy is that hard oh yeah you know because top you know the the way I feel for her and the way the physical connection I feel with her, it's, it's strong, you know? And, and I told her though, the same way that God has, I believe in my heart, the same way that God has brought me and you together, as easy as you came, it can all be, it could get taken away. Now, God, I believe can fix anything and do anything 100%. But since I already know, like I've, I, I have done it to where I've cleaned my house and I didn't replace it. And I was really in a worse state than what I was before. Right. And so I don't want to play with it. I don't want to play with him like that. I, I'm, I'm mature enough to know I'm not on that milk by bottle to know, like, Oh, I didn't know. No, I know enough to be <laughs> like, Hey, like I know what I'm doing and, yeah. and you deliberately disobeyed. So if that's how you want to be, then that's exactly how I'm going to be with you with your blessings. Don't mean that I'm mad at you or I'm upset with you, but because you love me, you want me to have her. You want us to have a great everything. You want us to have sex eventually together. But right now you're, you're living the way that you want to live or you're doing whatever you want to do. If I was, and I, cause I was at that state not too long ago, I was doing whatever I want. I was sleeping with whoever I wanted. It was just not a, a good state. And he finally came and talked to me. He was like, bro, you're being sexually immoral. And I, I got put on game about that because that wasn't until I got into like Romans, Colossians and all those that it starts, Paul starts just going in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and and I just feel, and James and all, I start feeling all this conviction. I'm just like, God, man, like I need to cut this out. I mean, immediately. I'm looking for, I'm like looking around <laughs> for like a life jacket. I swear on everything because it's like, I don't want to do this because what I try to tell people is that when Jesus is dwelling with you, that's why I like music I listen to. It's very difficult for me to listen to other music because I'm the Holy Spirit in Christ is living in me. And so when you start listening or hearing people cuss or being a foul talks about people and sowing discord, it's hard for me to be around it because my my spirit don't want that in it. It wants to be 
he wants to dwell in me and you, I can't have two of them in me. Like I can't be like, Oh, I worship Jesus. I'm praying for you. And then hop in the car on the way home, listen to little Wayne and Drake. And <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just don't, for me, for me personally, it doesn't add up to me. It, right. it don't make sense, you know? And when her and I first got together, you know, she listens to like, like bad bunny and like, you know, these other guys or whatever. And I'm just like, you know, slowly right because she they, they, she is catholic and i'm slowly like i'm not trying to drown her with hey you gotta change all that that's persecution right but i'm like letting her listen to it i'm trying to see how often does she and i'm playing like christian music around and i'm just trying to see and and then i was like look uh you know i'm not trying to tell you what to do i'm just i'm just like kind of basically kind of talk to you about something she's like yeah so Bad Bunny likes to talk about sex, drugs, and other things. Even if I'm, since you and I are going to be married one day, if I'm trying to walk right with God and you're over here doing this, this is now us and it's pouring into our life. I can't have that. We, we, can't, we can't have that. We just can't because we're serving two masters. And obviously we're not doing something together to where we're both understanding God. And, we're, and that's going to come into our lives because what you're hearing is talking about sex talking about drugs you're talking about this that's what it's, you're hearing it's what your your spirit's hearing and then it's just it's just don't work it's it's but that's the difficult part is that she she may not be there in that walk right when we were just talking about that recently she might not be there and she believes in christ she believes in god but she's never had that someone be that light on those things of realizing why is music bad i was talking to this girl at school and she was just like, you know, my mom's always told me everything that you're saying, but I never really listened to her because I thought it was my mom. I was like, yeah, I was like, parents don't know anything. They don't, you know what I mean? <laughs> and uh, I was like, no, I was like, you know, your mom's right. And she's just looking out for you and she loves you. And I was like, but honestly, it's God. Yeah. And I was like, I'm telling you right now, God's speaking through me for you to hear this again, because if your mom's speaking that to you, then you, you're needing to hear this. He's showing his favor. He's showing his love towards you. He wants you to be good. He wants you to hear this again, that these things aren't good, like, so it's up to you, and you're going to decide. And that's – go ahead. So, I, I mean, I don't know – I know in the evening times that I got plenty of extra time, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, to devote 20 minutes, 10 minutes to 20 minutes with your wife or your spouse mm -hmm. or even your girlfriend, and you sit down and you open up the Word and you read it together, mm -hmm. you're, you're refining the tools that you need for your relationship. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And some of it can have some persecution to it, but it's God's word. It's not you. It doesn't have to be, well, God said this. Because understand this, when you read scripture, mm -hmm. you're reading scripture for you. Yeah. You ain't reading scripture so you can go out and beat somebody with the Bible. With the that's Bible. not how this works. Right. You know what I'm saying? That's right. not what God intended, and that's not what Jesus did. 100%. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Jesus went out to everywhere, and he and he healed, but he, com he had communion, and he talked to, and he blessed. Mm -hmm. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, is that if you ask somebody, walk through anywhere and ask them, how many times have you blessed anyone today or anything? Or how many times have you blessed yourself? How many times have you blessed your home? Mm -hmm. How many times have you walked in your house and blessed your home? Mm -hmm. How many times have you walked into your house and prayed a hedge of protection over your family, over your home, over the doorway in your house, over any demonic forces? Those things are what we are declaring out of our mouth. Mm -hmm. So if we're spending time with the Father and we're doing those things, then we're growing with Him. Mm -hmm. The more we grow with Him, the more 
it radiates among us, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Um, and it's crazy when it radiates because that's why I was trying to tell her. <laughs> I was trying to tell her in scripture, it says that by my presence, that when I walk in me, Cedric, and when Lawrence walks into a room, that the mouths of demons will shut. They have to. And it's not because of you and I. It's because of who dwells within us that they Absolutely. see it. Right. Because there's a whole world going on that we can't see, but the things in, uh, in them see it. And it's so funny. And I told her, I was like, because you're now with me and that we were praying every night and that we're having these talks and we're doing these things that it's now with you when you go. She goes to eat with her friends the other day. She's like, they were saying stuff that they never said before. I would never think. And I'm like, it's because we pray on it. We ask for these things. We literally pray that our family has th- that that they, you know, when they speak, they speak nothing but goodness into us and that it's nothing. It doesn't come from a hard spot or a hard place or whatever, like whatever it is. And um, that they're, you know, they're, they're in protection too or, you know, whatever it is that comes to that you know in, in conversation with, with, with Christ it could be anything it could be everything right so uh like long talks too you know my mom gives me crap about like said you know oh everybody get a chair together says gonna pray it's like yeah I gotta pray for a while like there's a lot to pray for and I can see how when Jesus went off before he was crucified he prayed for an hour think about all he was praying for think about all he was praying for and I think like is it baffle it baffles me when people are like hey you could pray for an hour no, I don't know if I could do that it's like bro if you're a Jesus Christ like us, yeah, because like, you know, for an hour, you're probably going to go into, you can go into families and this and then go into your generations to come or whatever and keep praying, praying for people you don't know, pray for other countries, pray for this, poverty, this and that. But this is Jesus Christ praying for like, I mean, he, who knows what he was talking about and he was about to go through some stuff. So there's a lot of prayer that he was going into and it's, it's like, yeah, an, an hour, it seems long, but you know, like you said, 20, 30 minutes with her and talking to her about something or 20, 30 minutes with God. Well, think of the investment. Think of it. Think of it as an investment in God. Right. Okay. Uh, if you spend 20 minutes a day. Yeah. We'll say 10. We'll start out with 10. Mm-hmm. Let's say you spend 10 minutes a day. You read scripture together before you all have children. OK. How much time do you think that you're going to spend with your children reading the gospel? If you all started it now and five years from now. What kind of relationship would you and your children and her manifest in God? And how would Jesus be walking through your child's life? Mm. Because it's an investment that you're giving now. Mm. And I don't necessarily want to say investment, but but you allowing God Mm -hmm. to move in your life right now Mm -hmm. in a place that's going to be hard later. Because right now you're in the the beginning stages of a relationship which mm-hmm. are the best stages that people say it doesn't have to be no. you know long term relationships are based on communication they're not based off of sex mm-hmm. I promise you a 10 year marriage ain't <laughs> it isn't having the same sexual relationship it can but it also comes in with communion it also comes in with the relationship of their communication mm-hmm. and it comes in with how much they respect one another and love one another's hearts I love it. their mind and their hearts because if God's leading your heart, bro, how can you do anything but manifest the love of the Father? Mm-hmm. And if you know who the Father is, then you know what love is. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so uh, it's when we're alone that the enemy is able to attack the most. Mm-hmm. So whenever you, the moments that a depression is getting hold of you, the moments that you aren't feeling strong enough, or any of those things... You got to get with somebody. You got to yeah. get with a brother. You got to get with a group of guys. You don't necessarily have to talk about the things that are that are rooting inside of you, but when you get into a different atmosphere and God's there, and you start praying, and everybody that is is with the Father, 
it says to leave the worldly people and to reunite with your brothers. And there's a reason behind that. There was a reason why there was 12 disciples and not one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. God went out and picked 12 guys. But those 12 guys had three disciples each also. And their disciples had disciples also. Mm-hmm. And people don't look at that because they owed 12. No, there wasn't just 12. Mm-hmm. There was there was hundreds. Mm-hmm. Hundreds. There's but you lot, had the yeah. 12 main. Right? Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I can't tell you why they were the main. But I can tell you this, that they followed Christ to the end. Mm-hmm. Right? And so for me, it's like... Yes, I have moments of depression, but I don't live there. I will call somebody and be like, hey, man, I'm feeling down and I don't understand what's going on and I can't figure out what the root is of this. Help me. So first thing we do is pray together, right? Because Matthew 18, 19, when any two or more are gathered in my name, I shall be in the midst of Mm y'all. When you ask me with somebody, it shall be done. The problem is, is that we don't find the time to be patient enough to wait for God to answer. We're like, oh, found it. I'm on to the next one. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So get into a place to where we don't allow the enemy to win. And the only way to do that is to get with your brothers who are with Christ also and say, Hey man, I got some deep stuff going on and let's, let's take it to the father. Mm-hmm. You know, what does he say? Mm-hmm. And the more time that you spend with God, man, it really does transform your heart and it changes the culture of who you, who you have always been. So people that are super confrontational, believe it or not, the devil needs them more than anybody because those guys, once they start following Christ, they will be relentless. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. And, the, and once they find the love of, for Jesus, bro, they experience the most um, joyful expression and, and love of God and who he intended us to be mm-hmm. in the first place. You know, uh, there's a lot of people that can remember a lot of stats and they can remember a lot of things. So you so you are idolizing one man's glory mm-hmm. and you can remember a stat, but you can't remember a verse for a, for Jesus who died on the cross for us to have everlasting life. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 100%. So that was a, that was a hard hit for me back in the yeah, day. Yeah, that was hard for me at uh, at um, Freedom Weekend was worshiping was, you know, I was worried about people seeing me raise my hand or even put my hands by my hip, bro. I couldn't even get them off my freaking sides. <laughs> I swear it's crazy how it works, man. You know, and I'm not the only one going through it. I, I, I expressed myself like that to Joel and Joel was like, bro, I'm the same way. That was the same way. Like it, it ha- he's like, but we got to stop thinking, you know, for us, we got to start thinking that this is, this isn't just singing. And that's the whole thing. It's like, it's, it, it's, it's getting me to understand. And then once I was understanding it in that way, it's like, yeah, I don't care if anybody, it's like, if he's right here, and all that he did for me and i'm gonna sing these words and i'm gonna mean it i'm gonna i appreciate it and yeah it'll bring me to some tears or you know it's it's uh having that have it it did a lot for me but the crazy thing is that uh i was trying to use it as excuse it's funny how the devil works bro. he was working all through that weekend it was just weird like how he just like thought after thought it was just like weird stuff but i had just had surgery a week ago i just got off my sling i was uh, released to get off my sling so and I'm thinking like, ah oh, man, it does hurt. It hurts now. But um, I was like, man, it hurts like to raise my hand, keep holding my hands up that whole time. And, da, da, da. and it's like, boy, I, I know if you'd be anywhere else or whatever, if you really wanted it, you would just go do it. So what's the difference right now with me and you? And like, you're 100 percent right. Like, so let me you know put <laughs> them up. Right. Let me jump up and down. Let me you know do these things for you. And um, it's it's uh, 
it, but it's tearing that ego and that pride apart because I'm caring about what other people think, caring about what other people say. And I believe everybody I have on this podcast is a form of, we're all for it's a form of discipleship on this podcast. I've had lots of people on there pour into people on this show. Well, I like, like I love it. I think uh, it's, it's, it's beautiful. Absolutely. I 100% love it. And it's, it's crazy that I'm glad I had you on or have, I'm having you on because um, at Freedom Weekend, I mean, everybody was 100% great and whatever. But there's always like those few moments in time where someone comes up to you and it's just natural, right? Like everyone has a favorite kid. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I know my, I'm my mom's favorite. I know it. <laughs> nah, but but everyone has that one person or two people that they just you know connect with, mm -hmm. right? And that's why there's multiple disciples because what Matthew couldn't do, maybe Bartholomew could have or whatever. It's just way of plus you just need a vast majority of people, right? So, but uh, not really with. Uh, I'm not gonna say whose names, but one with you for sure. When you came up to me and certain things that you would talk, and you would you really get me to calm down and stop being so like, ah, you know, you'd like, hey, you know, like, I believe in you, like you're doing good. I'm proud of you, like this and that. And I resonated with me. I appreciate God working through you to let me receive that because I need to hear stuff like that. I need to because it's like that's the one big thing for me that I battle is the negative thoughts of like this isn't who I am and having those troubled times looking in the mirror sometimes, but. Nah, every day it's like, no, I, I know. I know what I'm doing, and I know I'm in God's good grace in this path. Like, I'm always in his good graces, but I, I'm on his path of life, of the ministry of reaching people and reaching the unreachable, people who are hurt, people who don't, who are lost. And because we're all lost, we all need a safe haven, you know, and I say we're all lost, and we're not lost anymore, but the devil's constantly always trying to work at bringing us down. And always, like he don't, he ain't gonna stop. He'll, he'll, he's gonna work until the day you die. And it's just, uh, that dude's, he's annoying. He's, he is, annoying. He he's annoying. annoying. He's annoying. Cause it's like, why? I told my girl, like, she ain't never gave me no thought in my life. And, you know, when we've been talking, she's never gave me mo no thought to have anything to think that she would cheat or do anything with me, right? But the other day, she comes home, her phone, she said her phone was dead. And I'm like, well, why was it dead? If you're at work all day, were you sitting on your phone all day? Like, you know what I mean? I'm all, these thoughts start going. I didn't tell her that. I was like, oh, okay. Not using my key, not using my voice, not talking, not <laughs> yeah. communicating, right? <laughs> not communicating. And I'm, I just, I'm just sitting in it. I'm just like marinating in like just thoughts. Bro, I got something for that. Go ahead. So I think that, I don't think I know that when it comes to communication, all men, they don't say what hurts their feelings. They don't sit down and have the hard conversations. And when I say hard conversations, I'm not talking about fights. I'm talking about the heart conversations. Mm -hmm. Babe, I need you to sit down for a minute. Listen, I don't know how to say this other than just saying it out loud. My feelings were hurt today. My feelings were hurt. Mm -hmm. And then you get into what the feelings. And you're like, look, I know it's not right, but... I don't know what to do. I need help right now. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you something. You want to build a relationship? That's the fastest way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's the fastest way to connect to your woman. You know mm -hmm. why? Because you're vulnerable. Mm -hmm. Because you are allowing yourself to not be the man, the 
prideful, mm-hmm. you know, barbaric man, mm-hmm. and you're saying, hey, I want to love you from this place. Mm-hmm. I want to love you with my whole heart. Mm-hmm. I want you to know whenever I'm scared. I want you to know that I'm fearful of things. I want you to know that the enemy comes in and tries to hurt me in areas that I feel weak. I need, mm-hmm. I need you now. Yeah. I need you. I need my soulmate. I need my counterpart. I need my one. Mm-hmm. If we've got into a position that we started talking to each other like that, if we started talking to our spouses like that, do you know mm-hmm. how much our relationship would change? 100%. Right. 100%, yeah. And if you have the gospel in there, they're not going to use it against you. There's, it could, you know, you won't form a, a presence to be able to fight about later. Yeah. You won't put up your heart and be like, oh, no, ain't doing that again because she's going to hurt me. Yeah. No. Be vulnerable. Yeah. You know, you yeah. have no idea. We as men have no idea how much our wives, our girlfriends probably cry when we're not around mm-hmm. because of something that we said or because of something that we did or because of the so- thoughtlessness that we have mm-hmm. because we didn't honor something that they wanted to be honored and they just didn't ever say anything because they didn't want to fight that battle. Yeah. Well, how about if they were on the same playing field to where if you were vulnerable and you told them how you were hurting, they could be the same vulnerable to you. Mm-hmm. That brings a respect that can't nobody tarnish you ain't got to worry about whether your girl's going to cheat on you because she ain't never going to find anybody like you yeah. because y'all are soulmates yeah you're 100%. not just sleeping together yeah 100 because anybody can sleep together but to have that connection that communication mom i had to come to that realization the other day like i said the other day but it's just been a long time of like growing with god on it and christ on it i'm like why am i like that why can't i communicate when I was a kid, it was always get out of here. Don't talk. Da, 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 da. I felt like I could never go to my parents with a problem I had and like receive. And then by the time they realized what they, I guess, were doing and they wanted to talk to me, I was already a teenager. And I was like, I don't talk to you. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm going to go play the games or, you know, go hang out with some friends or whatever. And um, I was never in a place where I, I felt like I could, could do that. So when I got into my relationships, I did the same thing. I just never could do that. And then I started to do it. You know, I started to be more vulnerable, be more honest. And, and but see, the thing is, like, is I'm even being vulnerable because sometimes, be like, man, you really pissed me off when you did that. It's like you got to learn how to come towards it and how to say it. That's like, not vulnerable, bro. Yeah, it's not. It's like, but hey, I'm going to tell you right now that really upset me that you did that. You're over there acting like that. It's, it's like, no, it's like, we're going to talk, like, hey, like you said, hey, can we sit down? Can we have a discussion? I got to talk to you something that's coming from my heart. It's heavy on me and I, it's killing me right now. And that's what I did to her. Mm hmm. Man, good, man, I was like, babe, I was like, this, I was like, and I don't know why. And she said, I hate that that's the first thought that comes to your mind whenever I tell you. And and it, it broke me, it broke me down because I was just like, it broke her down actually. Started, she got very emotional about it. And I was just like, dang, like, you're right. Like, you don't do anything, but here I am. It's my first thought. Man, I was thinking, well, there's, I'm going to have to pray that away. I'm going to have to rebuke that. Same way as, um, um, Y'all know him, Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer, I don't have to say it. Do I have to say his name? Beard? Do I have to say homie? You know, you know what I'm talking about or no? Mm-hmm. Lin- okay, I'll say it because he's, he's cold. But Lenny, whenever oh, we yeah. were... Yeah, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I say Demon Slayer because he likes, he yeah, likes yeah, rebuking yeah. and casting. So <laughs> my man. Yeah, he's homie. I know he is. I know he is. So <laughs> Lenny, uh, it's so crazy because we, we, we were doing something at Freedom Weekend and um, I had I had the Holy Spirit told me before they came up, he had told me, Lenny's about to come up here, and y'all are about to do something. I was like, <laughs> he's like, but when he comes, you need to imagine a line, and I need you to commit, step over that line, so that you can get rid of this, these, uh, 
I was having this this demon, uh, sex demon was always visiting me, this chick and this guy. But he was weird. He was just always staring at me. But there was this chick. She was there all the time. Bro, I, I stepped over that line. That was kind of, it wasn't challenging because I thought of Christ is with me and this is, he's wanting to do this for me. But I just got to make this commitment. So then I did. And then, and, and he put me on game on how to do some stuff, like on how to like to receive a blessing and like, cause I kept wanting to do this. And I told that to my, my brothers and them. I was like, when you're worshiping, I promise you everything in you is going to want to close. It's not you, but naturally your hands are going to want to close and go right by your side. What it is, is that it's the devil trying to control you and trying to get you to keep your hands down and close them up. But you're worshiping. Not only are you giving, you're receiving and I need your hands to be open so you can receive a blessing so you can catch his blessing. And that's what Lenny did. He's like, man, hey, man, he did just like that. Open them hands up. He's like, I need you to, to do that. My girl the other day, she was having anxiety attack. She had it in bed. And I'm like, I was trying to be so sensitive. Because me, that I'm very like, I have to be sensitive to things like that. Because before in the past, I wasn't. And so, you know, she's going through it. She's like, give me a second. So she's like having her own little time together. Like, you can see she's really freaking out. She's frantic. And I'm just like, Man, and 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 then she she kind of gets over it. it. Took a little bit of time. She gets over, it and she's just like, "Sorry, I just have that happen here and there." And I'm like, "But that's not you. Like, whatever you think that is, and that you just have that regularly, like that's that's bull. Like yeah, that ain't you. Like it's we're gonna lie. we're gonna it's praise a lie. a lie. Like we're gonna have to cast that out. Like and she's just like, "Oh, okay. Like, but I don't think she understood what I was saying. So, you know, at the dinner table, like we were talking about it again. I was like, all right, that's it. Like, we're going to do it right now. So then I had her open up her hands. I was looking at her. I was talking to her. I was speaking into her. Like, it was just like, this is, this isn't you. This isn't a part of you anymore. In the name of Jesus Christ, this is out of you. And that we rebuke that in Jesus's name and that you are this. And I was just pouring into her. But she ain't, thank God she ain't had nothing like that. She only had it one time, but she would tell me that it happens here and there. But I don't ever want that coming around. Right. So I was thinking like, man. There's obviously this um, this thing in me that is not something good. Shouldn't be thinking the worst. And I know where it stems from. I know where it stems from. It's a recent stem. It's a recent root from um, some, I guess you could say it's like some bad business that I had went through that made me had to think, like, is something going on? What are their intentions? I know they've said what they're saying, but it always seems to be you know, not what they're saying. Like, so I always had to like be like, yeah, okay. And then play devil's advocate on everything else. hundred percent. And then who am I being literally devil's advocate? Right. So it's like giving that trust and that faith on it. So, um, yeah, that whole vulnerability, man, with, with her and, and being honest with her. And we talked about it and it was rough. I didn't like hearing, seeing her cry. And, um, and, but it made me realize I need to do something even myself and, and work on that. But she did appreciate me telling her, and it's it's tough. It's well, the hard part is that if I tell, like I told her, I was like, do you know why I struggle with that? Is because if I tell, I feel like if I tell you something that you're gonna leave. She's like, why do you think that? I was like, I don't know. Like it's just something, I guess from a kid, it's from as a kid or whatever somewhere in my life that if I felt like I was that honest with you that you were gonna go that you couldn't really love me for me. I didn't know if that anybody could love me for me because of who I am. But I know because who you were, yeah, who I was, right? Thank you. Past tense. So it's like understanding that you know I don't have to be perfect. I'm not going to be perfect. I, I can come to you, and we can have these conversations, and 
and it's it's some work it's it's a it's but from both of us because i'm sure it's not easy for her to hear you know me saying some stuff and and that's hard too that's 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 why it's hard these relationships bro they're hard you know it's even a relationship with god you know like like you say it's not just talking to him like a father it's like a friend like god i'm struggling today god i don't know why i have this um this thing in me that is having these thoughts that's not me lord that and that's not you that's not, so can you in your name can you i need you to take this from me I uplift like let my shoulders be free take these shackles off of whatever is trying to make me not be right with her or whoever and think that i can't have a friend for a friend because the friend wants something from me right like get that thought out of there so it's just a well m- one of my daily daily discussions with god is is that i ask holy spirit to come close and i ask it for joy that comes mm-hmm. from heaven. I ask for that every single day. I ask for the joy that comes from heaven. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to say that every single day I display all the joy from heaven, mm-hmm. but my heart is happy. Mm-hmm. And while my heart is happy, I can demonstrate uh, God's will, God's yeah. plan, and you know what, and prosper myself and others around me. You know, and um, I think the work life is probably one of the hardest things because everybody doesn't believe in God. You know, and you don't, I don't persecute anybody who doesn't believe. I just want to be um, a demonstration of who Jesus is through me. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what's hard about where I'm at right now with the Barber College is because um, there's a 20, they're all like under 25, right? They're all 2000s babies. <laughs> so it feels so weird to say, bro. <laughs> They're all 2,000 babies, and um, I don't talk about it. I really don't. I let I let the spirit kind of move, and, and it was weird. One day, this kid comes up to me. He's like, because they asked me, what do you do? Like, you don't do anything? I'm like, yeah, I have a podcast. You know, and that's, that's pretty much about it. What's podcast about? It's about God. Really? Yeah, it's about God. I just bring people on, and we just talk about God. We just talk about what they're going through, what I'm going through. I was like, I'm very vulnerable on there. I'll talk about really anything. And um, that way you hear how it is to truly what it means to walk with God. Like, and I'm not saying I'm an example, but I am. But it's just like a, it's just, you're just getting a raw, I bring people who are very vulnerable, very raw, and they're just very, very just open about what they're going through. And we try to give you tools and hope that you're not the only one alone, or you're not alone and whatever. And they're like, but, so then it, it happened it didn't happen at first, this kid, and I was asking God, like, God, I know you told me, like, go be a barber because people can come sit here and they can talk and I make them look good, feel good, speak into them, pour over them, like, whatever. But I'm not really seeing it right now. You know, I put all this money up to go to the school, bought these equipment. I don't know how to cut hair. I do now. I can, I can actually do pretty good. <laughs> actually, I can actually do pretty I got two people coming after this. <laughs> Better know how. But yeah, man, so it's like, well, you know, what's the purpose? You know, and, and I didn't see it. And then this guy asked me, um, this young kid, he's in high school. He said, hey, uh, he's real soft-spoken. He's, and it kills me because I'm, I'm not like that. I'm very, like, loud. And and he's just uh, he's like, hey, man, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, what's up, dude? And he's just like, you believe in God? And I was like, 100%. And he's just like, well, I'm, I like this girl but my dad doesn't want me to date her because she's Latina. And I'm like, that's the only reason why he's like, yeah, he's like, but she's good for me. 
Like her and I don't want to have sex. She wants to have a relationship with God. She elevates my relationship with God. We talk about God all the time, this and that. And he's just telling me good things about her. I'm like, well, what, how do you feel about that? Right. Always a good question. Like, what, what do you feel about that? Well, uh, and, and she's like, and I was like, and that's just the only reason why your dad don't like her, huh? And, uh, cause he's, uh, they're Asian. Like, so, and, um, He's like, yeah. And I was like, well, it sounds like there's a, he's like, I just feel like this is a test in my life right now, a season. And I was just like, I mean, it may be a test for you, but I feel like it's also a test for your father. He needs to see that. I was like, and, and they're Catholic though. So and I hate saying it like that. Cause I say it every single time like that. I always say Catholic though. Like, but they are. And, and the girl, the little girl is Catholic too. And the little girl's like, well, I don't want your dad to get upset that, you and I are still talking because I don't want you to have a good relationship with your dad. And that's what I told him was that mm, <laughs> I hope I don't get him in trouble. But what I told him was, is that you are 17 years old. While you are under your father's roof, you do what your dad says because he does things for you. A hundred percent. But, but if this girl is good for you and that, it means you don't bring her around, you don't do whatever. But if she's good for you, you keep her around because it is very hard, especially at y'all's age to find someone who is willing and is wanting to talk to God about. I was like, I wish I had that. I wish. And even when I was younger, I wasn't into God. So I probably wouldn't have been so receptive to a little church girl coming to talk to me. But now that I'm older, I wish I would have started that walk and that relationship with God and with my partner. That would have been so cool. I'm doing it now and I'm happy, right? But I go home and I and I texted my girl. I was like, man, I got confirmation today. Like, um, this is why I'm here. Like it, it, it slowly came. It took a couple of weeks, but it slowly came. He's he talked to me, and then little by little, like this one dude, he jokes with his friends a lot, and 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 I was I forget how it came up, but I was like, man, that joke and stuff. I don't really I don't play into it no more. I used to crack jokes all the time, make fun of people, like just like just just joke hard, right? And I was like, I started to realize that a joke is always at someone's expense and you're actually putting them down. You're not lifting them up. I was like, so all I do now is I pour into you and I lift you up and I tell you like that you're good. You're great. And even if it's a slight joke, I understand that joking is a form of animosity. It's a form of like hostility. It's coming from not a very good place. Now I do have jokes here and there where I'll goof around, but it's not like to hurt you. It's towards, um, I can't even explain it. It's just like just being goofy about, like, I don't hear what you said, although I did hear what you said. And I'll just make fun of it. Like, what'd you say? Like, uh, I don't know. I'll use a different word than what you said. It's like really corny dad jokes, right? But it's never towards like putting you down. And he, so he asked me, so I was like, so how do you know when to joke or how to joke? And I was like, bro, like, I honestly, you need to go talk to the father about it because I'm not going to have all these, I'm not going to have all these questions. I just know God wants me to be nothing but good with people. Like, and, and, and that's what my relationship is with them. And, there's this other girl. I'm telling you, like, it's just little by little, like, I catching them one by one. And they're all talking, like, even these, like, the, there's one group discussion that we got into. We weren't supposed to, but, like, they started talking about Catholic Catholicism of, like, they're like, no, nah, that's Catholic stuff. Like, you're breaking a rule. You're breaking a law. You can't do that. And I'm like, no, so I'm just listening because I like hearing what people have to say. Mm -hmm. You're breaking a law. You're breaking a law. You can't. Um, do that. That's not, that's like the third or whatever law. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, uh, so I'm hearing, I hear it enough because it's irritating me. And I'm like, um, I was like, you know, the law is dead to you. 
I was like, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? And he was like, yeah, like, of course. I was like, so the law is dead. If you don't have the law, if you don't have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, then you are of the law. And it says that if you break any one of these laws, you've broken all of these laws. So if you don't want to have Christ in your life or God in your life, yeah, you're bound by those laws. And we've all broken them 100%. I was like, but you have Jesus Christ in your life. And when you go to heaven, God only sees the blood of Jesus Christ. He doesn't see your sin. He doesn't see anything. He sees his son in you. Now, it doesn't mean that you should go commit adultery, that you should go murder, that you should do idolize other things. It doesn't mean that at all. And I'm not saying that the laws don't still stand or that morals or God's uh, will in your life doesn't still stand, but you're not bound to these laws that we were bound to. That's why Christ came, because he came to die on the cross for our sins, because everybody else before us was bound to those laws and commandments. But uh, and, and I was just trying to let them know, like, and, and they were just all kind of quiet, like, oh. Well, in, well, in Matthew... It, it redefines because God didn't, the Jesus didn't come to change the laws, Mm-mm. but he didn't come. He, he came to make a way for us to have salvation and be able to have communion with the father and actually everlasting life and eternal life mm-hmm. with God. Right. Mm-hmm. But he also magnified it. Okay. He did. He did give specific instructions, mm-hmm. whereas he talked in parables to the to the people. Mm-hmm. He directly outlined to his disciples exactly what he meant on every one of those scenarios. I mean, we could go through it on another podcast or whatever, mm-hmm. but in yeah. the in the position, it isn't about calf. It isn't about Christianity. It isn't about Catholic. Mm-mm. It is about being a disciple. Mm-hmm. It's about taking steps after you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, after you get baptized, and then taking your next next step in walking like Christ. Mm-hmm. It isn't about saying, oh, well, I did these things, so I'm good to go, and right. now I can go back to the sinful life that I was living, and I can commit adultery, drink myself right. to sleep, and do all these things. You're not changing right. who you were and you're not living the way that Christ intended. Mm-hmm. So I can't tell you whether or not you found salvation, but I can promise you this, if you're talking to God, you'll know whether you do whether you're on the right path or not mm-hmm. because Holy Spirit's going to be telling you and tugging on you until you shut him out. Mm-hmm. Because once you shut him back out, you know, um, people can redefine scripture however they want to, but there is very specific. Go back and read Romans in, cha- in chapter 2 and it gives you a specific outlines on what Christianity looks like, what the gospel looks like, and what God, what Jesus' uh, description for us is. Mm-hmm. You know, because the way that we walk demonstrates who he is in us. Yeah. And, you know, it says that every single word that we say out of our mouth can be, you know, can be used against us. And so I don't know if people understand this or not, but let's say that we die and we're going and we go to judgment, right? So you have you. And you have Jesus next to you as your attorney, mm-hmm. right? We'll do it in this stance. You have the devil as your prosecutor, and you have God as the as the judge, right? Mm-hmm. And in this demonstration, when the devil accuses you in front of God, hey, because he wants your soul, and he wants you to spend eternity in hell with him so he can torment you, mm-hmm. right? And Jesus says, but Father, this is the book of life right here, and my blood is all over it. Mm-hmm. I can't see anything that Lawrence has done. Mm-hmm. And the Father God says, you you know, you can go to heaven. Mm-hmm. And from from my perspective, 
personally because that isn't exactly how it's said in the Bible, but it it's pretty close. Mm-hmm. I don't know at what point does it come where I didn't walk like Jesus. Yeah, where you lose your salvation. What I didn't I don't know if you can lose your salvation. I just know that it says to continue to walk with him, mm-hmm. to repent and to turn back. So if you struggle yeah. with pornography or with you it, whether you struggle with impure thoughts or whether you know no matter what the situation is, yeah. you got to find yourself in a position to where you're turning back to walking like Jesus instead of walking however we feel like walking. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does cuz it's hard, man. It's just, I don't, it's just a challenging thing because it's like uh, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, it, it, that does make sense, hundred percent. It makes sense. But the whole losing salvation thing, and not because he says something about oh, there I caught it again. The lukewarmness, like he'd rather you be not at all than lukewarm, and and that 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 always like makes me that boggles me because it's like, you know, I understand I'm not lukewarm, but but. But like it's it's he'd rather you not at all. Yeah, go ahead. Well, it says in Scripture, clear as day, that there will be people that come and say, "Lord, Lord, I have prophesied in your name. I have healed in your name. Uh-huh. I have done these things in your name." And he says, "I I don't know you. Get away from me." Mm-hmm. And so for me, that that was huge for me because mm-hmm. that says that hey, do I have do I have everlasting life? Do you know? Do I have full that's the stuff that salvation? Goes my mind. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, well, if I'm not having everyday talks with God and I'm not allowing Him to change who I was mm. and become who He intended me to be mm. in the beginning, then how could I possibly say, hey, I'm saved? I'm I'm going straight to heaven. Mm-hmm. Well, it isn't by my good works, but it is that I am falling in line to what Jesus has for me. Yeah, that's right? what bothers me when people say that. It's, it, it's uh you get there by good works and it's like well you don't but good works do matter like they matter in the sense that he wants you to do good things he wants you to go i forget where it says but it does say like you're not going to get there by good works but it doesn't talk about good works and faith having good works and faith in james the very first thing is is that you have to have salvation you have to believe that jesus died on the cross Mm -hmm. and then you have to turn and start walking with Christ. In that walk is when you're going to find your good works. Works, yes. It's going to, okay. That's yes. where you're going to find and manifest who God is inside of you. We're going to fail because we are human mm-hmm. and because it is just the way that the world works. But it's whether or not we get on our knees and say, God, renew who I am. Renew my mind. Renew my heart. Change my lenses. Change my thought process. Change my heart. You know, I want the fruits of the spirit, yeah. you know, and then start renouncing all of the things that you struggle with. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fear, anxiety, anger, yeah. frustration, uh, lustful thoughts, whatever it may be that people, you know, whoever it is struggles with it. I, there's things that I struggle with that I have to give back. I have to say, God, this ain't of me. Mm-hmm. This ain't who you are in me. Can I need this stuff to go right now? Yep. But you can't just start talking about this stuff and not have a a relationship with God and reading his word because his word is transparent in our life believe it or not yeah the more you spend time in it especially the New Testament I mean you can brimstone and fire to death in the Old Testament if you want to but the love for Jesus and what he has for you and what he really wants for you to do is speak life into everybody that you come in contact with right. you know there was one time that I was that Holy Spirit told me go pray for this lady 
And man, I, I use, I will, I'll walk up and pray for people. Mm -hmm. But in this certain situation, and I don't know why, but I didn't, did you know it for weeks, not, not a day, not two, for weeks. I had, I even had dreams about it. I didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So I was like, God, show me what, you know, show me, show me why I don't understand. Yeah. But he, because he asked me to do something, he tugged on me, man, like I felt it. You know what I mean? Like it was a hard tug. Like, oh, I know. You need to go pray for I've her experienced right it now. Too. Yes. And, mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, I said, I'm. I repented for being disobedient. And I said, Father, you give me another opportunity. And I said, I'll, I'll follow through. Mm -hmm. And he did. And it wasn't one that I wanted. <laughs> but I did it. And yeah. it was hard. Mm -hmm. But it was what needed to happen. And those are the moments that, that you can see your life changing. And you becoming who Jesus designed. I mean, who God designed you to be. And asking Holy Spirit to just always be with you changing your atmosphere when you was talking about the music you're changing your atmosphere you're bringing in the heaven you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. you're asking god to dwell with you and that all of those things magnify who you were designed to be so when when you do things that are outside of his design you just feel different about it mm -hmm. the more you dwell with him the more you can see the convictions coming it, nobody has to point it out to you god's going to point it out for you the more you, time you spend with him. Yeah. And you'll recognize the change. And believe it or not, you'll walk with a smile on your face. You'll be an encouraging person. And you won't live with a bunch of negativity. Yeah. I'm not saying you won't ever have any, but I'm saying you won't live, live with, with it. it. Yeah. Well, that's true. It's it's true. It's just getting rid of uh, once making that decision and understanding. I had somebody tell me, like, well, why? Why would you follow God? I'm good. Like, my life's good. And it's like, yeah, your life's good. That's what I told him, like this girl at the school. I said, even the richest person in this world who does not live with God, let's say he has $3 billion to his name, he could have way more. To, and it's, I'm not saying I use financial, right? I use monetary, but like just saying all the stuff that he affected and everything he did with that money. So he started charity, whatever it is. He didn't have God in his life. He could have went way further if he would have had father, the father in his life. He might have had less but done more, you know, or whatever it is. But the thing is, is that, yeah, you may be good in your life. You may have like a little whatever it is, but if you're not having God in your life, there's so much more that could be given to you. He wants to give you so much more in your life. Reason why is because you're following him. You're doing things in his names. So you're preaching it. You're always talking about God, praying for people. And then the, he sees that you, he wants to bless you. And he sees that your your life's good. You're you're not stressed. You're not any of these things. Your family's good. People see that and they're like, "Well, I want that." It's not a big house. It's not about that. But you may get the big house if that's what it is. Maybe, maybe not. But the thing is, is that he knows what you need in your life to be blessed on this earth because it's all going to be gone when I, once you go to heaven. And then he gives you your mansion in heaven, is what he says, <laughs> right? <laughs> I say that, but you know, I my brother, he's like, man, I just want. Um, I forget what he said. He said something about that outskirts of heaven song. You know what I'm talking about? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, that's how he is. He's a little country boy. He likes, he's like, man, I don't want no mansion. I want that, that whatever. But um, that's what the problem is that a lot of people think that I've had that before. Like, well, why do you, why do you, uh, do you do it just to get, you know, something from it? And it's like, not at all. And I hate that because the devil's, that's the devil working. That's the devil lying. And it's like, I do it out of obedience because I know what it's like to not do it. Like, I could feel it. I could hear it. Like, I had that happen. The Holy Spirit told me to go when they asked for prayer at church one time. It said to go take my mom down there because she needed prayer. I didn't need prayer that day. 
and I hate saying that I don't need prayer because I always need prayer, always, right? But just that day, I just felt like, you know what? Like, no, I'm good. Like, I don't feel like the need that I want somebody to pray for me. Although, yes, every Sunday I could go down there and have somebody get prayed for me. I could ask a boy every single day, hey, bro, pray for me. I could. I need it. You know what I'm saying? I need a lot of prayer. But, you know, I'm, I got my communication where we're talking and he's giving it to me. Man, I hesitated for like, and it was heavy on me. I hesitated for like, I don't know, like 10 seconds. It felt like forever, though. Next thing you know, I feel somebody tapping me on my shoulder telling me to get up or move, and it's my mom. And she walks on down, goes all the way down. And then it said this. It said, go with her. Go with her. Just tugging. Go with her. Go. And I was like, no, I didn't. I just sat there. Felt horrible. That same day when we were pulling up to church, he said this to me. He said, you're showing up late to church. And in my head, I'm thinking like, yeah, I know. I know. And then he said, Cedric, the same way that you show up on time for me to church is the same way I'm going to show up for you in your life. Mm-hmm. You want to make that time for me like that and be rushing and everything and, 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 and be late and not be there right when service starts? I'm going to do the same thing when you're – and I'm not trying to be rude to you, but your blessings. Like you're, you're not being all in with me. And I have been late to church since. I have. I have. I have. And it's it's working on it. And it's battling a lot with the devil of, like, me going there. You know, I took her to a non-denominational church. She's Catholic. And for the first time she ever went, it's just different for her. Mm-hmm. It's a totally different thing. So now it's like, I know I'll never be Catholic. I just That's just not me. It's just not. But it's slowly working that in our relationship of, yeah. of taking those baby steps together. Right? So... But yeah, man, having I like think uh, I think the we didn't have a theme coming into this one, but it feels like the theme of this show, if I could put one on, it would be leaving yourself and having a relationship with God and like just having a true relationship with God and working at that and practicing it and then doing it to your family, doing it to yourself and all these things. It's it's um, it's, it's for a better life. For a better life it's not fun the way you're living i mean a lot of people can say, I, come on how many of us can say like i'm happy the way i'm living like and i'm wholly happy like completely happy it's not a lot i mean even if you are you're probably lying to yourself because that drinking stuff's a lie like you know that and i always come to drinking my mom hates it he's <laughs> drinking but i always go to drinking because it's accepted as a norm by society um men not having emotions and keeping it in is a society uh, institutionalized thing that they put on us. Mm-hmm. Go to work, pay your bills. You got to get the big house though. And you have to have the nice cars, which makes you have to work even more to pay for all that crap. Right. Yeah. But do all that. And, and, and it's just, it's society, but it's not, it's far from it. It's far from what we need to do. It's, it's challenging, man. It's challenging. It's hard. 100%. It is 100% hard. All right, we'll wrap it up. Sure. You ready? Okay. All right, we're going to do an altar call. We're going to. So, uh, a lot we've been talking about is, uh, and more than welcome to add in on it at the end, too, um, is it's just if you feel like you're at a point in your life where you've done everything that you can do and. Even if you are 
you're doing good, but you just feel like there could be more that you're not feel, you're feeling anxiety, you're feeling just you're you're in fear of your future, you're in fear of your finances, you're in fear of a struggle you're going through that you don't know how you're going to make it and and you've been doing it your whole life on your own. I'm telling you that God will get you through whatever it is that you need. He's not only going to get you through what you're needing, he's also going to give you peace. And he's going to take all those things away from you and he's going to pour into you a good night's sleep, which you probably haven't had. Um, good conversations with your family, your kids that you probably really haven't had. It's just a lot. He's going to do a lot just for you. And I know because he's done it in my life. He has. And um, still doing it in my life. And the walk's not going to be easy, but it's a better life than what you're living. And um, yeah, man, if you feel like you're drowning, there's somebody who's sticking their hand out and wanting to pick you up out of that water. And he will. He's been there. It's just some of y'all like to tread that water. And y'all, I got a lot of fight in y'all before y'all give up. And uh, so uh, just repeat this after me. Lord Jesus, Jesus. I repent of my... Uh, sorry. Uh, just sorry. I'm going to start this over. Um, Lord Jesus. Lord Jesus. I repent of my sins. I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. I make you my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And uh, if you said that prayer, uh, believe that you have, and you have, had Jesus has come has come into your life, and and you should feel relaxed. I feel relaxed just saying it. I say it every single time. And that's another thing too. If you are a Christian and you need to rededicate your life, and you're like, man, I've been good. I already accepted Jesus Christ. Say it again. Rewind that. Say it again. I say it every single Sunday. And not only do I say it every single Sunday, I say it every single time. I'm not trying to be self-righteous. I just need it. I say it uh, after every podcast I listen to when they, they do altar calls in their podcasts. Because I just can never, I don't know. It's a humbling thing. I'm not going to ever say, oh, I need to be saved, but I do. And, um, you know, reach out to me. I always say it. And I've had people reach out. If you're going through something, you want to talk. You're not alone. There's The devil's going to try to get you isolated. He's going to try to tear apart your relationship with your family, your spouse, your girlfriend, your kids, whatever it is, to get you alone. That's where he does his best work um, to go in on you. But um, reach out, and um, you're not alone. There's nothing that you're going through that someone isn't going your, your your situation isn't just a single oh, my only thing this is the only thing i've ever gone through no one else understands me no there's someone that i could connect you with or i can connect with you personally that i've gone through and i understand and there's nothing too too out there i promise there's nothing too out there that i won't be like you know i can't talk to you about that i promise you there i try me is what i ask you to do try me because i i'm very open very understanding and uh it's hard man it's hard feeling like you ain't got no one to talk to it's the hardest thing especially in the hardest parts are at night it's really hard because those thoughts get to running man even through the day it's hard to live but uh for those that did accept them congratulations welcome to the family and uh you're reborn and uh, i encourage you to get into a, a good church and to surround yourself around people like-minded people that are going to pour into you uh, take a friend with you also, you know, um, if you don't feel like going alone and uh, just uh, stay of good faith and good hope and grab yourself a Bible. You can download it 
I, that's funny. I talk to people. I'm like, do you have a Bible? I'm like, no, I can't go get one. I can't afford one, bro. So it's a Bible app, bro, for free. <laughs> now you got a Bible. You don't yeah. need all the leather ones. It's cool to have the leather ones. Go get one. They're awesome. But like 100% free. But uh, is there any like last remarks you want to add um, before we close up with prayer? Or um, anything on your heart? Yeah, just as of today. You know, uh, just start talking to him like a friend. Just, you know, have a conversation with him. And even if it feels awkward at first, mm-hmm. I promise you that the more time that you spend, the more time that the audience spends talking to him and just having a normal conversation that you can hear from him, you will hear from him. Amen. And he will. He answers that. He wants you to call him. Man. Yeah, he does. He does. He responds pretty quick sometimes, man. Like, you'd be surprised. One, one last thing I want to close on with is that I know I know a lot of people who ask God God I need patience I, I want success I want these things I want to I want a better life I want better this and that and then things get hard you ask to be an influence you ask to be a light you ask to be these things and things get hard and then you back off God that irritates me because I've gone through it but now I'm starting to realize that in order for you to get have more patience and you ask for that God's going to make your kids go off even more and he's going to have somebody cut you off that day and your boss is going to get onto you for stuff that you didn't even do what's he doing is is he giving he's giving you patience there's a way that you can react are you going to have that patience to be like you know what no I'm going to take my time I'm not going to yell at my kid I'm not going to tell him to go away okay breathe with the Lord on your mind and talk to that child because you're trying to be like, all right, I need to be patient. I know this is what I'm asking for. And it's just going to keep going. And the, the, the challenges are going to keep coming. 100% they're going to keep coming. You know, you're asking to be a, a better influence or whatever. He's going to put you in front of people that need influence. Step up to the plate and, 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 and do it. You know, he's when you're praying for these things and you're wanting better, there is going to come challenges. It's not just going to give it to you on a silver platter like, oh, well, here you go. Here's your new thing. No, he's going to give you the opportunity. He's going to give you a tool to use to get you to that next step. It's up to you whether you pick it up and use it or not to be a better friend. If that's what you want to be, a better spouse. He's going to give you this show to talk about vulnerability. That's going to be hard, but to figure it out. It's hard, but that's the relationship with God. He's never just going to give it to you. He's going to give you a choice, and it's your choice to either do it or not do it. And it's just kind of, oh, I would have that on my heart to say at the end, but it's just, I just feel like, because if I don't want people, people think that you accept Jesus Christ and that it's just easy, smooth sailing. It's quite the opposite. You know, it's it's just challenges, but it's great. It opens up a doorway for the enemy to come in and to attack. And it brings in doubt and brings in uh, frustration and Mm -hmm. it it takes away from God's glory. Yeah, don't back off. He is faithful. And all right, here, because I, I loved it in the group message. There was one that they said, oh, man, I'm about to miss it. Um, man, it was Psalm something, but basically he is faithful. He's faithful to you. He'll never forsake you. God is good. He wants you. And, um, and you will get through whatever it is that you're going through, storm. Your storms rain on your day, waters your seeds that bring flowers whenever it's sunny, man. Sometimes it rains for a long time now. It feels that way. But you should ask yourself, am I doing all that I can do with God to get there? So I'm going to go close up with prayer, and uh, I'll lead it on this one. All right. I always like to lock in on prayer.
Okay. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time that we spent together. Thank you, God, for Lawrence, and thank you for speaking through us. And we pray and we know that what we have said and what we've spoken about has landed on good soil and that we pray for protection around the hearts, around the souls and spirits, around the people who are hearing this conversation, that the fowls of the air do not come and take these seeds that are being planted in and these and then who's here and who is hearing our words and who is hearing your voice and hearing your words speak to them god to their heart and um jesus christ i just want to thank you so much for healing everyone who has been healed recently i thank you god for getting through these hard trials these hard times there's a lot of people out there that are going through relationship issues the devil's really trying to come towards them that they're going through financial battles they're going through personal battles they're just going through mental battles and in your name, Jesus Christ, I pray that it leaves them now and that they are able to have a new mind to where they believe that they are victorious and they are and that they keep the faith and that they straddle in. They strap up them boob straps and they're ready for this, this, this war, but it's not them anymore fighting for this war. That you go to work in their life, God, and that you go to work in their life, Jesus Christ, and you fight for them. You go ahead of them and that they are being led by you, and that you open those doors and you close those ones that don't need to be open anymore in their lives, that they find the right people that are going to open up the doors for them to bring new favor into their lives. And I just thank you, God, so much for this blessing, for this privilege to be able to do something like this and uh, give this platform to for you to just show your goodness, not only just for the ones who have come, just for the people who are to come on this show. And um, just thank you, God. Keep working on this. Keep just watering everyone's plant as they uh, as uh, they they hear these words. And um, just thank you, Father. And and I pray that until next time, everyone is in good faith, good strength, good health, and that they're healed, whole, mentally, physically, emotionally. And um, just thank you so much, Jesus Christ. We love you. Thank you for dying on the cross for our sins. And thank you, God, for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome, brother. Cool. Thank you. It was great. All right. Uh, love yourself so that you can go love someone else. Thank you. <laughs>